You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday and happy September. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of WholeNonSports.com where you can find all of my written work. I'm actually a little bit sad that I just said happy September. Like football's back, but like summer's gone. Like it's, it's kaput. Whatever though, we, we move on. It's fine. Today, we'll spend the first two segments taking a look at the Gators depth chart that they released yesterday. First, we'll look at the offense, then we'll look at defense, and we'll wrap up by talking about Madden's new Campus Legends mode, because if you don't know, you can use the Florida Gators, and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to let you know now, yeah, I took a break from work in the middle of the day just to play it, and it, it's dope, I'm not going to lie to you. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Lockdown Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode, and please do subscribe to Lockdown Gators on YouTube, we're having fun there, and again, like, one, less ads right now. Two, we're going to get on the drawing board and we're going to have some fun with things. Like, it's going to be a blast. The NFL season's about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season preview is, well, now, live. <laughs> and they're taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaCanfora. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast because, hey, you're already late. Pick it up. Like Offense, don't wait on defense. Speaking of offense, we're going to take a look at this offensive depth chart. I'm going to go through the depth chart, and then I'll then I'll give some takes on it. Um, also, figured it's fair to let you guys know, um, it goes only too deep. Uh, it goes only too deep and occasionally three deep because there's ors on the list, um, which you'll notice because I will read it all out for you. So starting with, again, Looking at the offense now, defense the next segment. And I'm just going to go in the order that they put it out. So it goes offensive line, tight end, running back, quarterback, and then three wide receivers. So that's the order I'm going to read it out in. Uh, we got left tackle Richard Gorge, which is expected. Left guard Ethan White. Center Kingsley Egwakugan. Um, right guard Stuart Reese. Right tackle Gene DeLance. Tight end Kimora Gamble. Running back Damian Pierce or Malik Davis. Uh, quarterback Emory Jones, wide receivers Jacob Copeland, Trent Whitmore, and Justin Shorter. So that that's the starting uh, team there. Then backup left tackle Gerald Mincy, left guard Will Harrod, uh, center Richie Leonard, right guard Josh Braun, right tackle Michael Tarkin, tight end Keon Zipperer, running back Naquan Wright, quarterback Anthony Richardson, receivers Xavier Henderson, Rick Wells, Jamarcus Weston. Uh, not sure if I'll go through the whole thing for defense again because that was a mouthful, and I feel like I just wasted a lot of time doing it. So we'll see, but who knows? Um, so first thing I'm going to start with, offensive line right up there. Um, n- none of it's really shocking if you've been paying attention to what we've been seeing and what we've been hearing over the past few weeks. This is kind of what we thought the case would be. I know earlier in the offseason I thought it was going to look a little bit different, uh, but I mean – yeah, over the past couple of weeks or maybe even a month and a half or so, um, that we this is kind of what we've expected to see at this point. So it's it's not shocking at all. Um, 
Not, yeah, there's nothing new about the offensive line. I mean, obviously there's a lot new about the offensive line, but nothing relatively new over the past couple of weeks. Um, also, maybe no running backs, no DeMarcus Bowman, no Lorenzo Lingard on the initial two deep, which is, I want to say not surprising, but noteworthy. Um, Lorenzo Lingard especially is not surprising because he's not someone who's been making these crazy plays, big plays. Um not really someone that was expected to take on a huge load, at least early on in the season. Demarcus Bowman, I I thought that he would have been an or um, for that backup spot just because he's you know he's a home run hitter. He's shown that he's a home run hitter. He's a versatile playmaker, but he's not on the list yet, at least. But again, I mean, this is an unofficial depth chart right now. It is released by Florida and by Florida and by Florida Communications, but for now, it's uh. It's still unofficial, and Demarcus Bowman's not there. Which, again, like he's someone that when we spoke about earlier in the season, when we looked at even the running backs preview, it was he's someone who early on probably won't have a big role in the offense, but as the year goes on, he's going to take snaps, he's going to take touches, and he's going to carve out a role for himself. So that still rings true. There's nothing new there. And Lorenzo Lingard's another guy where it's like we're going to hope that he can take some carries later in the season, just keep everybody fresh and just like, get him some playing time. Why not? Like, it, it, he's still a good football player. It's just a crowded running back room. Wide receivers, uh, Copeland, Jacob Copeland and Justin Shorter are likely going to be on the outside because Trent Woodmore is listed as a slot or as a starter. And we're assuming he's going to be a slot receiver just because that's more of the natural role for him. Uh, that's just how his skill sets built around and Jacob Copeland and Justin Shorter both can operate um, better or more efficiently on the outside than Trent Winmore likely can. And that's not a knock on Trent Whitmore. Like we used slot receivers kind of a lot last year. So having Trent Whitmore there, not a knock on him. I do think that we'll see Jacob Copeland go into the slot quite a bit, in which case we'll see Xavier Henderson probably play out wide and just have a ton of size in shorter and Henderson on the outside. Um, so Trent Woodmore is likely going to see the least snaps of the starting three. Three, because, I mean, yeah, there's going to be pretty much four guys that get significant snaps. But Trent Woodmore, I think, will still be productive, and I think he's still going to get those touches and those targets. Um, I'm going to include special teams with the offense just because, I don't know, the way I think about it is, like, I don't think of special teams as defense. I Obviously, it's its own complete facet of the game. But when I'm trying to just talk offense or defense, like, I think of special teams with the offense probably because – we're likely going to be getting the ball um, or we start by taking the snap. So like, why not just consider the offense special teams there? Uh, so we've got Chris Howard as the place kicker and kickoff specialist. Uh, Jeremy Crawshaw is the punter and holder. Marco Ortiz is a long snapper. Punt returner is Kyrie Elam, which I'm about. And then kick returner is Jacob Copeland and Jamarcus Weston. I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie Elam being a punt returner just because I realize a lot of times these guys take fair catches and call fair catches and they do that. And that's preferred, honestly, with a lot of cases, but I don't want to see our best defensive, our best player in general out there fielding punts, because if he doesn't call fair catch, he's going to get cracked probably at some point. And I don't want to see him get injured, especially after he was just on the field playing defense. I'd rather see us put any receiver or any running back back there. I do not want to see corner one as a punt returner. I've never been a huge fan of that, and I'm still not a huge fan of it. I don't want to see it. I, I kind of hate it, but um, 
I'm, I mean, I'm not going to throw a fit about it. And then looking at kick returner, I would, I'd, I feel like I'd rather see Jamarcus Wesson out there than Jacob Copeland. Um, and that's not a knock on Jacob Copeland at all. I just, I, I think that I'd rather see a depth receiver out there so that Copeland's not fielding the kick, getting hit or doing whatever, like getting gassed a little bit. I, I don't want to see any of that happen. Um, I'm kind of expecting uh, longer drives this year. So I would like to see our wide receivers not be gassed by the end of them. And I, yeah, that's why I want to see Jacob Copeland not as the primary return. I'd rather see him punt return than Kyrie Lim, though. I will also I'll leave that one. Um, think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If, I mean, if you don't, you're just wrong. Like, I'm sorry, but that's, that's where your life's at. <laughs> like, if you think, if you think we don't have a shot, you're wrong. If you are confident, like I am, Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds. And I'm just saying, I already took him, baby. Like, I can't even say I'm going to take him anymore. I took him. Like, it's season's here. Season's here. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality tv with real-time updated odds and props on almost <clears throat> anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device which is how i like to bet to receive your hmm, oh 100 welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n for your 100 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit now we're taking a look at the defensive depth chart and same thing i'm going to read through it i'm going to go starters i'll go i'll go too deep with it because like they gave us the two deep depth chart i'll give you a two deep depth chart you know that's how we're going to do it uh we have a d end zachary carter and actually this way i'm going to go Starters, I'm gonna go through the position, not just by starters. Back. Okay, that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> DNs, Zachary Carter, and then we've got Princely and Dante Zandres, who's formerly Dante Lang, uh, nose tackle, Antonio Valentino and Jervon Dexter, DT, Daquan Newkirk, and Jalen Lee, Buck, Brenton Cox Jr., or Jeremiah Moon, then Chris Vogel, linebackers, Ventrell Miller, then Mohamed Diabate, linebackers, Amari Bernie, then Tyrone Hopper. Corners, Kyrie Elam, then Jason Marshall Jr., uh, then the other corner, Avery Helm, then Elijah Blades. Then we've got strong safety, Trey Dean, Mordecai McDaniel, free safety, Rashad Torrance II, and Donovan McMillan, and then star, Trevez Johnson, and Jadarius Perkins. Now, we're going to unpack that a little bit because, <laughs> again, a lot of names. Uh, most noteworthy thing to me is that the edge goes 6D, and that's that's pretty significant. Um because I've, I've been speaking about primarily Zachary Carter, Brenton Cox Jr., Jeremiah Moon, Chris Vogel, but then we've got Princely's up here. And Dante Lang is, or sorry, Dante Zandres, is uh, easily the most surprising name to see up there just because he's not someone I've primarily spoken about or even secondarily spoken about. Or honestly, I don't even know if I've mentioned his name on the podcast so far. Um, not to say that he should be ignored, but it's impressive that he's showing up on this too deep depth chart because that's not something that was super expected. So it, it's great for him. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm judging and assuming based on the fact that there are six names at D end and buck, which of, of course those are our edge spots. So six names being there. Um, I'm assuming we can expect a lot of rotation. And like I've said, like this is going to change with Zachary Carter moving to D tackle, likely replacing Daquan Newker. 
And then we'll see either Princely or Dante step in at the end, or we see Jeremiah Moon and Britton Cox Jr. Both as like the, as, as if we have like a double buck on the field. <laughs> like, so that, that could be what we see. There's going to be a lot of faces on this defensive line. We're going to see a lot of different combinations and, I'm excited. Like I, I'm genuinely very excited to see just the possibilities of what we see in this defensive line and the combinations that we can see, because while they're not endless, um, they're definitely very exciting. <laughs> and I, I can't wait for it. Uh, linebacker of course goes four deep because we've got two linebacker spots. Each one of them goes too deep. So yeah, I, like we go four deep there. Uh, the biggest shock to me is that Dewan Black is not on the list. And uh yeah, that, that's that's pretty surprising to me. I and like I get it. Um I, I, I get he's not on the list, but I still think that he's going to play and rotate in fairly often, but he's just not on this initial death chart. Uh of course it's the initial unofficial death chart. Um but yeah, I, I think that we're still going to see Dewan Black pay pretty significant snaps. I think he's going to rotate in very often. And I think one of the reasons that he might not be on the two deep is partially because he doesn't have a, uh, a solidified position, I guess I'll say. Like he's, he's someone who I've said, like, we'll see him probably rotate in at Buck a little bit. We'll see him play one of the linebacker spots. We'll see him play maybe one of the safety spots, maybe the star spot. We're going to see him around a lot in a lot of different formations, a lot of different positions. So it's it's a bit shocking that uh, he's not there at all. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe part of it is that he's just not got it. He doesn't have a specific spot, which is something that we've been talking about with him, that he's the Isaiah Simmons where it's like, oh, like, is it good that he doesn't have a spot or is it bad that he doesn't have a uh, an officially like, carved out role for us? I think it's good. I think versatility is a fantastic thing, which leads me to the next part of Amari Bernie being there over Muhammad Diabate. And I don't like it. Like, I don't hate it, but I'm not a huge fan of it, mainly because, like, I would rather have Muhammad Diabate out there over Amari Bernie because we've already got Ventrell Miller, who's, um, <laughs> lack of better word, a slight liability in coverage. And I think Mohamed Diabati just gives us a lot more versatility with what we can do and what we can show as a defense. And I think that's just, I think that's wildly overlooked um, and underappreciated having that versatility because that's huge, especially when we have so many edge players and so many pass rushers that could rotate in. Like if you can cause more confusion with that front seven look at least, you can really wreak havoc on an offense. And I think Mohamed Diabati just gives us a better chance at that than Amari Bernie does, or gives us a more threatening versatility than Amari Bernie does. But again, like I'm, I'm, I like Amari Bernie. I just think that Mohamed Diabati should be given the, uh, given the nod over him. <laughs> I'll say like, that's been, uh, that's been my assumption with that. Diabati would have the start, but Hey, I'm not, I'm not a coach of the Florida Gators. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold up there too much. Uh, Looking at the secondary, the biggest shock to me, honestly, was just Elijah Blades being on this list as early as he is. Um, just, I mean, for you guys know, because I've said it before, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Elijah Blades, but that's not really what I mean when I say uh, that I'm kind of surprised he's on the list this early, because it, it's kind of got nothing to do with that, really. Um, I'm talking more about 
that I, I don't get how he's this high on a death chart when he just got to Gainesville. Like that's where that's where I'm like that's where I'm confused and surprised and shocked, but also impressed because that means that he's had to show something to be on the depth chart this early. So like, I'm cool with it. Honestly, like I, I I'm cool with it. Like if he's improving and he's balling out and he's showing out, then, then great. Like put him in. I don't care. I have nothing against him. I've just like, he's never done anything to impress me, which is uh, what it is. <laughs> that, that's it. But if he's out here and he's making plays and he's balling out, good for him. Like proud of him. Like, great. If he's going to get on the field, he's going to get on the field. But that also leads to my next point of, I get that Avery Helm is listed as the starting corner too. That's great. Um, he's ahead of Jason Marshall Jr. and Elijah Blades. And I would like to know how tight of a leash is on Avery Helm here. Like, is it going to be he gives up a couple of big plays and he gets yanked out? Or are they going to let him just go and learn as he goes through? Is it just going to be like, hey, there's a learning curve here. You're playing one of the most difficult positions in all of football. So, yeah, you've got that, but or yeah, like I don't know. Is he going to get yanked early for Jason Marshall Jr. or Elijah Blades? Is he going to get like, uh, is he going to be excused for some big plays early on because he's a young player? I don't know. Uh, I I wish I knew, but I don't. And that's our corner too. And that's that's easily to me the uh, the scariest or most worrisome part about the defense, but. I'm excited. Like, I can't wait. And as we build the anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. Build the anticipation for the football season this week. But, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. I know a lot of people are all over coconut brownie chunk and chocolate grasshopper will never see the light of day in my house. That ain't happening. But I'm more of a salted caramel guy right now because it's <sighs> salted caramel just just hits different. Like I, I'm down with caramel, anything, caramel, dulce de leche, whatever it is, I'm in. So love the salted caramel build bar. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, obviously that is no longer a problem. Built bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Looking at the Madden Campus Legends mode, uh, this one is just because it's fun and it's cool. Like I, I, It launched earlier yesterday. Um, at the time of recording this, it launched earlier today. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I took a break from work to play. Like it, it, it was just something that once they tweeted that it was launched, I was like, I need to try this immediately. I saw Tim Tebow in it. So um, that's what I did. <laughs> it's a mode where you can use college teams. And Florida is one of the 10 schools on there. The 10 schools on there are the 10 schools from the face of the franchise mode. So there's USC, LSU, uh, Michigan State's on there. Clemson's on there. So it, it, it's fun stuff. Uh, team up is the team is made up of all time Gators, but it's guys that EA already has the rights for. So it's players that are in the NFL or legends that will likely be in Madden Ultimate Team at some point. But I mean, the Gators are a talented enough school where we've still got fun guys and awesome guys at every position. The roster only goes one deep in most spots. Like Tebow's your QB. That's it. <laughs> then, then you've got uh, 
Evan McPherson's a kicker and Tommy Townsend is your punter and you could put them in at quarterback if you want. Uh, running back, you've got uh, it's Fred Taylor, it's Michael P. Ryan and Jordan Scarlett are the main guys. Receivers, you've got Percy Harvin and Kadarius Tony are just so much fun to play with. Like I was, I I played a game against Michigan State, um, toasted incessant. Like it, I, I like they should be arrested for what they did to the Michigan State secondary. Like it, it was bad. They are crazy. Uh, Kyle Pitts is your tight end, and I mean he's going to be more dominant in real life than he is in Madden because Madden sucks. <laughs> They don't penalize linebackers in coverage enough, and they don't account for size when it comes to safeties versus Kyle Pitts. So there's that. Um, I will warn anybody that wants to use this team, Tim Tebow, god awful throwing motion. Like it, it, it's which is fair because he's Tim Tebow, god awful and horribly slow. Like I had to throw the ball like a second and a half before I wanted to. Just to be like, it's Tim Depot. I've got to do it if I want to get the ball out at all. Um, offensive line, that's it. Like offensive line was, was beautiful across. I genuinely don't remember even getting pressured the entire game I played with them. It was awesome. Your secondary, phenomenal. Like the defense is ridiculous because your secondary, you've got CJ Henderson and Joe Hayden on the outside. You've got Brian Poole in the slot. Three kings. And your set, and then your uh, safeties are Reggie Nelson and Marcus May, two more kings. Um, your pass rush, because okay, I was using three three five wide. So if you don't play Madden, uh, three three five wide is three down linemen, two pass rushers on the outside. Fun stuff. Uh, so my pass rush was Javon Kears, Jabari Zuniga, Jack Youngblood, Jakai Polite, and Dante Fowler Jr. So it was pressure upon pressure upon pressure with Brandon Spikes there too. Um, it was just sick. It was an awesome experience. And it's a fun mode because like we don't, we haven't had a college football game in quite a few years now. And while it is coming back, getting to play with these guys was sick. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, and honestly, like it's a limited time mode. So if you're going to play it, get on it. Um, if you want to play with me, go ahead hit me up on Twitter or add me on PlayStation five. B O L S E N H P. That's that's it. Um, it's it's a fun mode, and I figured this would be like a fun way to round out the uh, depth chart episode by talking about the little Madden depth chart that we've got for the Gators. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Highly recommend the mode, although the game itself is still, <clears throat> but the mode is fun. So who cares? That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as I'll go through some predictions for this weekend's game, which, oh my God, is just a few days away. I cannot wait. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports as W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to follow Locked On Gators wherever you can. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. We're going to have a blast there. Be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by Vinny Iyer, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I don't know about you, but I've got a fantasy draft. Actually, I've got another one this week, and then I've got two more next week. And I had one last night that was fun. Um, <laughs> I had a blast. So I'm going to be using Vinny to give me all the help I can because I need to win this money. So that's what I'm going to do. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, 
get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.